I'm so excited to have Dr. Romani as our guest. What she does so well is talk about toxic relationships on top of even having cancer, how to talk to someone, not just coping with life. I mean, life is hard as it is, but putting cancer on it, how do you even cope with that? And then we're going to get real about communities of color, the psychological and social peace that people try to manage, and it's just hard getting it even keel. Having that psychological and social peace is just as important as the medicine that helps cure us from the cancer, because you know what? Cancer does not end at the stop of treatment. And so Dr. Romani is going to give us tools of how to cope and let go of those toxic relationships. So let's get it started with Dr. Romani. Hi, Dr. Romani Dervasala. Hello, Tamika. And you said my name so beautifully. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the Survivor School Thank podcast. You. So, you, you know, this isn't your first rodeo at mm. Survivor School. And today standing ovation from our largest survivor school we had a ton of speakers and they were great <laughs> but i would say you are the darling of survivor school oh, that means i mean the 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 energy these women bring into the room i think for me is to see any woman i don't care what your backstory is to give up on dreams, hopes, and aspirations, particularly because of other people. It's something I can't abide by, and it is amazing. I mean, I've, I had the luxury also of hearing some sidebar stories mm -hmm. afterwards, and the most profound comment I got from someone was, honestly, cancer has been a lot easier than the toxic relationship I had to deal with. I mean, I think that this is, Cervical cancer is one of many stressors mm -hmm. many of the women in survivor school have faced. And many times it's these toxic relationships that take that stress, which is astronomical, and make it seem almost insurmountable. So it's pretty powerful, the, the impact of these kinds of relationships. On I think cancer comes in. And I'm, cancer's disrespectful. Yes, it is. It comes in and it just doesn't care about no. shit. Just like a narcissist. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. So it comes in and it infects everywhere and everything, every just aspect of your mm -hmm. life. And then if you're already dealing with other stuff, yeah. other stressors in the world, it's like, how, how do you just cope with it all? So when I was diagnosed in 2001, I remember being treated at Hopkins mm -hmm. and they asked me if I wanted to see a therapist, a social worker. They mm -hmm. had a whole list of things. And I was like, you know, I don't need it. Why would I need to see a therapist? Mm -hmm. Years later, yeah. I did. Yeah. And I thought, hmm, this could have been so much easier if I had someone yes. to help me cope mm -hmm. with it. But there's stigma sometimes yes. in talking to somebody, yeah. especially in communities of color or Absolutely. religious, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's a stigma there. Um, what would you tell someone who, it's already hard coping with life, but right. then you get cancer on top of it? And I say, don't think about it as a therapist. Think mm -hmm. about them as a tour guide. And mm -hmm. they've already been to this place mm -hmm. before with other clients. And sometimes they themselves, in fact, you know, sometimes you have you know, people who work in therapy and cancer who have actually walked those miles, but that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. But when you can view a therapist as a tour guide, so they may not get as excited, if you will, about a monument, but they can tell you a lot about it. So they're not, you know, it's not their emotion, mm -hmm. but they want to be there for yours. It is a, cancer is a very 
personal journey. Mm-hmm. It's a word that has so much meaning it's in heavy. our society. It's a heavy it's word. Heavy. And even when people have outstanding outcomes, it changes and shapes an identity. And it's very interesting because I think that that's actually sometimes even more profoundly felt in communities of color mm-hmm. um, who often get their cancer diagnoses later. Late. And so because of that, many African-American women and Latina women who have cervical cancer, it is diagnosed later in the game. So the outcomes may be worse and the treatment course may be more complicated. And so it's, it's multiple entry points of how do we get women of color to get screened more regularly, early and often? How do we ensure that healthcare providers are responsive Mm -hmm. to their needs and don't talk Mm -hmm. down to them? And how do we ensure that women get the psychosocial support they need? Because if there's only one thing we know about health is that that psychological and social piece is every bit as important as the medical piece. So we always think it's all about the medicine. Hell no. It is also about having that that social backing because it we is. know the, it is. it's all a connected system. We know as our psychological health goes south, so too does our immune functioning. So too is our endocrine system. Hit. I mean, I've told people fighting cancer isn't just about fighting the actual cancer no. in a physical sense Mm-mm. it's about fighting it mentally yes. spiritually emotionally uh-huh. i mean you, you gotta fight it with everything and i know some people don't like the word fight so you know whatever it is you're going through but um you go into adjust. this thinking i have to adjust yeah I, mm-hmm. you know do something to cope with it it's almost like you are going to battle yes. in some cases you because are you get this heavy information and you're not given a lot of right. time to process it. Yep. It's like, here's what it is. Here's what we're working with. And let me know tomorrow yes. how you want to proceed. And, and, a, and, it's, and it's, that's a lot. It's a lot. And a lot of women who are so accustomed to their role as caregiver mm-hmm. almost feel like they have to take this bad news in and then find a way to make it more palatable for the people around them. They almost feel like they have to protect other people from their diagnosis. In the case of children, especially younger children, that's very real Mm -hmm. because they don't want their children to be frightened. Uh, Cervical cancer in particular, much like breast cancer, these female and gynecological cancers, they affect a woman's sexual sense of being in the world. And so if they already have children, they have a spouse, they wonder about how they can be a sexual being in that relationship. And we forget about the other losses that are grieved. some women, this means they won't have children. I, I can't tell you how long I grieved for the child exactly. that I would never have. Exactly. And I don't think anyone understands the profundity of that one, I imagine, until they've been there. You you know, I remember, I don't even think I was a year out of my treatment. I was in the gap, and I was looking for a scarf. And there was this woman pregnant, belly just, I mean, she looked like she was ready, like, to pop. And... We're both like going through the scars and not saying anything to anyone. And I look down, I see her belly and just the floodgates Mm, open. I'm sure. And, you know, you play with your little dolls when you're younger. And then one day you think you're going to have this real live Mm, baby. And I remember my sister who loves me, but she hurt me when she said, she said, well, I didn't think it was a big deal for you because you were so career focused. And I didn't think you wanted children. Well, that's a whole different conversation about women and feminism and choice it, and it all is. that. It is. And, and sometimes I had the, I, I kicked myself because I said, you were so focused on your career, maybe you should have just had a kid. So there are all these societal pressures yes, there are. as well. But that's, that's not my story. That's not your story. And, and I think that. And it's not we, the story I tell myself anymore. But at the end of the day, using the term story to make it really, really hits it. Because I think 
cancer forever changes a narrative in a way that you don't go back to the same life even when it's been eradicated even when you're in remission even when all the risks are gone the narrative and the landscape of your life has changed forever so even for those folks who are sort of like dubious about therapy it's even critical in the years afterwards because there can be anger and grieving of losses, for example, not having had your child. And I think one of the things that strikes me about when you were in Someone You Love, mm-hmm. the HPV documentary, mm-hmm. you do, and they're sort of closing up the stories, you talk a lot about you know, wh- how your life changed in terms mm-hmm. of relationships and family and love and how children came into that life. So another narrative may spring up, but at the time you're grieving it, it's real. And other changes may come too over the course of oh, a life because it, of it. You know, hits me. Yeah. And it's absolutely. been 16 years. I have a wonderful mm-hmm. stepdaughter yes. and mm-hmm. she's taught me that you can love someone that you don't mm-hmm. give birth to like mm-hmm. you've given birth uh, exactly. to them. And I love her so much and she loves me. But I look at my husband and I'm like, oh, I'd love to have a little baby mm-hmm. you know with his mm-hmm. eyes his lips mm-hmm. my nose oh yeah you know? and that's that that is a very that that is a want everyone has mm-hmm. and cancer sort of punctuated that narrative and i think that what i talked about today this idea of your authentic self and in some ways that all got challenged because part of the authentic tamika self and for several of the women today was that they would be a mother and so they're having to reshape themselves but the core of you remains the core of you, mother or not mother or stepmother, uh, career woman or not, ca- cancer or no, the core of you remains. And I think a lot of times life and sometimes other people can interfere in that relationship we have with ourselves. Yeah. And I think we don't cultivate that relationship. We don't take ourselves out on a date or buy ourselves flowers. I <laughs> Good girl. Because I, I think that we, it's easy to lose that. And women, again, give themselves over too easily. We give lots, second, third, fourth, fifth, and tenth chances hope is both a curative and dangerous thing and I and I often you know highlight that for people of you know really really be careful mm-hmm. about that because that's sort of giving second third fourth and tenth chances to those people who repeatedly bring those toxicities to you that's a good way to look can at that. really yeah. be something where what are you hoping for what do you think is going to be different take that hope and put it back in you. Well, I'm hoping I'll get to talk to you again because we could you go will. on and on. And you we will. have to talk about your books, your, yes. I mean, yeah. you know, My, this is one. That's and one. And there's a second one. I don't have it with me because we sold them all out I know, today. I which is so. great. It's, give us the name I, and everything. Yeah, should I stay or should I go? Surviving a relationship with a narcissist. And it's the ultimate sort of toxic relationship. And like I said, I've got to tell you, I've worked with people therapeutically through cancer and I've worked with them through narcissistic relationships and I've actually seen the cancer managing cancer might have actually been more doable than managing the narcissistic relationships don't underestimate the toxicities there but I will be back at survivor school I promise you, you absolutely that. will yes, and thanks will. for joining Thank us you. on the podcast that's a wrap for our archive series from survivor school 2017 we'll be back with new episodes soon in the meantime check out our great award-winning content on our youtube channel survivor tv For more Survivor-related content, check out Survivor.org. Follow Survivor on all social media platforms. If you would like to be interviewed for upcoming Survivor podcast episodes, contact us at info at Survivor.org.